0: Welcome back to the So You Can Relate podcast. Hey guys, it's your girl Joyce. And it's me, Ida. And we are back with another Minnesota. Today, we are discussing all things finding a new church. Mm -hmm. So the process of finding a new church, pros and cons, what our elder church would be and church turnoffs. <laughs> so, like so many of you guys already know on the pod, I went to the same church for 18 years. This is the church I grew up in, the church that I love. And when I went to uni, that's the first time I ever experienced trying to find a new church. So for me, it was only two churches in Uxbridge that we really knew of. Wait, did you ever try out the Pentecostal church? It was literally called the Pentecostal Church. No, I didn't. <laughs> In Uxbridge. Yeah. Do you know when you're driving, um, literally um, about to turn into Kingston Road, there's like signposts that say Brunel University.
1: Yeah.
0: Literally under it, it says the Pentecostal Church.
1: I literally never saw that.
0: Oh. I went one week and it was it was such a cute experience. It was a really small church. Oh. And like... For example, if I came in and I said, hey, my name's Joyce like, Oh my goodness, we have another girl here at the back called Joyce. Joyce, come. And then like, they would just find ways in which like, to make you feel really comfortable. It was so sweet. Um, so, but there were only two main churches. So one of the churches I went to for a year in first year. Mm-hmm. Um, did you go as well? Which one? <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went a few times, but I wasn't like an okay can we talk about did you attend church in first year let's first talk about that
1: did I attend church
0: (laughs) you know when someone re-asks the question (laughs) you ask them you know it's actually long
1: I didn't I mean when I did go it was that church but I didn't go that often
0: okay the other
1: one did I even go in first year probably a couple times but I can't even remember like a prominent experience from there in first year so
0: so you know how you didn't go that often did you feel did you feel guilty
1: no. Okay. I didn't feel guilty because yeah. I felt like I needed a break. <laughs> 18
0: years has been enough.
1: I need a break. <laughs> Honestly, because just like, yeah, I was in the same church for my whole life. So right. the first time I was quote unquote looking for one was when I came to uni. Okay. And I was just, ugh, I, I just wanted to have a Sunday to myself for the first time in 18 years. Mm. I wanted to have a good time. Yeah. I hear you. And it got, luckily I, I had, did have Christian friends. So we were all like, yeah, we can go to church to speak. But it wasn't like, they were all like, we have to go to church every single Sunday. Okay. So even if they went, there was nobody making me go. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I did definitely bask in that for a while.
0: <laughs> so wouldn't your mom call and say, have you been to church?
1: No, she actually didn't, which I'm surprised okay. about. Because she, she loves church so much. <laughs> but she did call me a few times. She was like, have you found a church yet? But I don't think she expected me to find one straight away. So when I didn't, she wasn't really too phased about it. Okay. Um, so I picked up shifts to work on Sundays too. I would do shopping. I would clean my room. <laughs> I would literally just do anything. Yeah. But I did find an online church that I liked. you know VU Church?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, with Rich Wilkinson Jr. That's the first time I heard of him. I don't even know how I found their church. And I really, really liked it. Yeah. And that's when I started to realize, oh, there's a whole side to my faith that I've never even heard about before. Which is, okay. Well, not never heard about, but you know, grace and love. Oh, okay. And the swelling music has, the sermon ends. So- <laughs> loves love you so much. And it was the even if sermon that he did talking wow. about Shadrach, you know those three. Yes, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is something else. There's there's more to it than this. I think if anything, TRF was my church in first year. Actually, okay, yeah, I hear that. So in short, no, I didn't go, but I kind of did. <laughs>
0: <mean>. <laughs> yeah, so I went. I I went um, with a few friends, um, and. This church was a good church. It was kind of small. Um, the only... I actually really liked the church. The only thing that about the church that wasn't... It wasn't clicking for me and wasn't making me feel like, oh, this is home, away from home, was the worship. Yeah. So, okay, just to give you a backstory. The church I came from, our worship banged. I'm sorry. Nobody oh, can it? tell me different. Like, okay. it banged. Like, people knew our church for worship. Like, we were really good at that. And so I just became accustomed to be really high level of excellency (laughs) in terms of musical ability. (laughs) So in this new church I went to, actually the singers there were really good. The musical ability was there. That wasn't the problem. They were very much into spontaneous worship, which was something that I wasn't really used to. So in my church, you knew the song, the song, the lyrics would come on the screen. And if a new song was coming, the worship leader would, would kind of bring you into it and be like, We've got a new song this week, church, you know, <laughs> sing unto the Lord, you know, it's just, it just goes like this, and then kind of coach you through it by the week three, you know, is second yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah. This church didn't run like that. They were on a spontaneous vibe yeah. every Sunday.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: So the issue with that is I just couldn't flow in that yeah. because. I didn't know the lyrics because they were making it up on the spot, <laughs> inspired by God. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I just, I guess I wasn't used to that environment of worship. And so I would just stand there and then I would kind of feel like, oh, like I used to really enjoy worship. So it was kind of like I wasn't able to connect. Maybe that speaks to my you know because some people say oh you don't need to know the song you don't need to know the melody to worship god and all of that but at that point in my journey i did um the 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 word i can't really remember much about the word you know i think i think i must have enjoyed it but yeah it just didn't click it wasn't like this oh i feel like this is amazing Mm. um and then in second year I started going to crown church which I initially had judged because I just felt like it wasn't for me culturally it was something I was not used to
1: it was very multicultural
0: yeah extremely multicultural and it was just like it wasn't like wow but then I actually grew to really love the church like I absolutely loved it so oh second I just remembered it you went crown as well in second year did I yeah you went every week I think
1: I went every week.
0: Yeah, no
1: way. Did I? I don't even remember. You're,
0: you shocked yourself as well.
1: I went to church every week in second
0: year. I used to see you there uh, literally every week.
1: Oh, that's nice. That's nice to know that I was there. I don't know how to remember that. I do remember that I went there more <laughs> in
0: second year. No, nah, you're too much.
1: I, I do remember sometimes, it was <laughs> one time, me and um one of my friends, we went there, and I was so tired.
0: I was so tired Yeah And she just kept waking me up <laughs> You were sleeping in the service You're one of those people I was so gone mm-hmm. She
1: was like I don't think need to wake up <laughs> I was so
0: tired It's no shades. to What were church. you doing the night Before the I could have Ooh, gone to a party. party I think I went to a party <laughs> Well yeah That church was really nice You know what I have a special love for people that go to parties and still wake up on Sunday morning to go to church, I think some people would say that's living, a, you know, an ungodly life. But I think that's so sweet. Like you still made it. <laughs> that was me, you know. In uh, that was me at the end of second year. We were meant
1: to do Serenity mm. the the night before it got cancelled. You know, in uh, oh. there was a party in that same building and I was at that party
0: oh my goodness wait someone wait, got wait so you were at the party and the next day were you ministering yeah. at... <laughs> god have mercy the next
1: day that's no, so like it was meant to be like it was meant to be first year it, it got cancelled but I was supposed to be ministering but the event got cancelled because someone got stabbed Right. Yeah.
0: Do you remember? Yeah, no, no, no I remember. Because I remember so. <laughs> contemplating whether to go out or not. Yeah. And it was the last, so at Bruna we had this um, party called Afro Bash where it was Afro Beats versus Bashment. Yeah. And I'm actually so upset I missed it because apparently that was the best, one of the best parties. It was I've...
1: really
0: good. Anyway, it is what it is. So the next day we had like this massive uh, worship event. Uh, um, at now that um, our friend was putting on. And a lot of us were ministering in it. And I thought to myself, hmm, Joyce, Joyce. <laughs> Where's your heart going to be? <laughs> you've made a lot of decisions in your time at uni. Let this one be a bit, you know, just take it easy. The night before, come on. yeah. It's so funny that that's my mentality, but <laughs> hey-ho. Um, I just thought, you know, well, let me just keep myself pure and holy. Yeah, You know, the night before, let me not be... <laughs> i'm mean, gonna be doing up repentance in the morning I'm trying to be like you cause... so uh, we never went out and then i forgot we we stayed up really late that day anyway and then we kind of we got a call that oh there's been a stabbing and all of that and so sadly the event was cancelled yeah. um but yeah um what was the point that we were trying to make with that <laughs> do i even remember <laughs> Anyway, you were basically saying how um, you were sleeping in the church, and you had you think you might have been out the previous night. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I, I was, that's guess I wasn't. I kind of still, I don't know, we'll know we'll find out. But I was the kind of person that I would go to a party the night before. Yeah, and yeah. I'll go to church the next day. I didn't know that people admired it though. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, 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 I like it, admire
0: it because that's a commitment, a level of commitment. Yeah, you know,
1: but some would say that's lukewarm behavior, and they'll judge you especially if you're meant to be ministering
0: and yeah <laughs> the next day. I get it I, and there's this whole thing of um I was gonna say it's a tangent but let's go this whole idea of when you're in a position of leadership let me say
1: yeah
0: you now can't basically you can't have fun now do you know how many times you were told, TRF leader?
1: Ever, <laughs> oh, TRF leader. Do you ever we used to try and hide our identities when we went to parties? <laughs> we used
0: to wear shades, thick black shades. It was so moist. As if, <laughs> we were so, as if these shades cannot, we cannot be located <laughs> through these shades. <laughs> huh? The mm-hmm. most embarrassing thing, I will never forget it. This is second year. Me and Adafalara are new into leadership. Yeah. So we're in an unju- adjustment period. Mm-hmm um and we are going to, we went to the club so we're in our shades no one can see us as far as we're concerned <laughs> we get into the queue and obviously in that queue everybody just skips the queue come on i'm not gonna go to the back of the line yeah um so we see people we know and we just be like oh yeah yeah tell me why someone said trf <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> that's when i said nope. <laughs> This ain't good. <laughs> this is not good. Come to shout my organisation. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was line. hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. But um, yeah, that, that, that those are some of the learning curves you went through. Mm. Um, so, um, oh, I'm just so forgetful today. But yeah, essentially the point I was trying to drive home was when I joined this um, church originally, I had kind of judged it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after going and being committed, I really liked it and it... I liked the worship there. It wasn't that like the preaching was the best preaching I'd ever heard in my life. Cause these times I was obsessed with listening to Michael Todd. Like I loved Michael Todd sermons. Oh. Like, remember those years and everyone was like, Oh Michael Todd, Michael Todd. He's a whole topic. He down. had just come up with this, come out with a sermon called Marked. Yeah. And I felt like the sermon had changed my life. You know, it was a really good sermon. It still is. Um, and so I, didn't feel so much like a connected in that regard. But I think what I learned so much from that church was the sense of community. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness, these people had that on lock, like the fellowship, the community in my church although we knew our pastors, our pastors weren't really ones to come and like actually check in on how we were doing personally. I know people have different experiences, but me, that's how it was for me and the people that I grew up with. But the person, the pastor at this church would literally come up to us and be like, hi guys, how studies going? How are you? He was such a nice man. And even other pastors and other ministers there were just so friendly. Remember one of the pastors invited us over to her house, um, Around Easter time for lunch, it never ended up happening. But like even just the gesture, and every Sunday they would provide food for the students. Oh yeah, <laughs> so nice of them. Yeah, we would be there eating everything <laughs> they had available.
1: <laughs> and they had this, uh, oh, what was it called again? That midweek service they had was it midweek? Or maybe it
0: was oh, some sun- it-
1: Sunday nights, maybe.
0: Oh, Okay, no, and they had like that.
1: another building somewhere.
0: Uh, it was called Life, Life something, Life.
1: Was it Life Room? No, that's Jonathan Reynolds' um, <laughs> album. <laughs> it was something. It was called Life Something. Yeah, I remember the building. It was like yeah, yeah. newly refurbished yeah, and yeah. they'd have another service on Sunday nights.
0: Oh yes, the evening ones yeah. at six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: I like those ones as well. yeah. That church was lovely. I like the lovely churches.
0: It was so lovely. And I was looking forward so much to coming back in final year. But unfortunately, like Mm. we couldn't because of COVID. But um, yeah, it taught me a lot, like not to kind of judge churches on first impressions. Mm. But so for you, like just tell us a bit about like how you found your home church that you're in now or the church that you're planted in now. How did I find it? Yeah. yeah. And how did you know, I guess, how did you know that? Yeah, this is the one I want to stay in. Okay, so I first heard about it in first year because one
1: of my friends, she's been going there. Um, she'd been going there before for a couple of years because the pastor was a youth leader at her church and he bunched off and made his own church and that's how she went started going there. Right. <clears throat> so I remember the first time I was going to go, uh, I didn't remember where we were going. She literally texted me and she was like, are you ready to go? I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I thought we were just going to hang out. I was like, so where are we going? And she <laughs> goes, we're going to church yeah I didn't remember that we actually had made plans I didn't go that day because I wasn't prepared and then after second year I remember it was the summer she had they have like a uh, an annual summer event I forgot what they call it now um but it was basically like a two or three day thing and she invited me again and then I went there um with her no it wasn't even the event this was like When they were having, this is when they were preparing to actually become a church. So at this point, they were just like a collective, like a group. And she was in the choir. So I went there and he was preaching and he was talking about um, dispensations. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) I was so confused. At the same time, I was like, Because in my church before, like, I love it, but I always felt like I was hearing the same kind of messages. I didn't feel like anything I heard was new, but that's the first time I heard about dispensations. That's the first time I heard about so many things and having the Bible preached in that way. I was like, wow, this is really great. Mm. And then I think later on that same summer, she had another event that I went to, went there, absolutely loved it. That was after first year, right? And the second year, um, I didn't really go there at all because they hadn't had their building. And then towards the end of second year, they finally got like a place to congregate. And every single time I went there with her or like by myself and met her there, it was just a new message every single time. Yeah. yeah. And the summer after second year, I think before I went on holiday, um, they were doing this uh uh sermon series called Freedom from the Fear of Judgment Day or something like that. Oh,
0: okay, wow.
1: And it was basically saying, oh god, I don't say I'm gonna strip up now, but Basically, when you're saved, the deal is done. People are so scared of backsliding. People really think you have to rededicate your life over and over again, which I've done many times. I speak right. about it all the time. So that really, really helped me realize that I've kind of had things wrong and the way he's preaching is liberating me by the second.
0: <laughs> yeah. It
1: was so good. And then third year came around and I started going there basically every week. And that's when I started going from Northwest to Southeast London. Okay. Because I was getting fed. <laughs> by the word. So yes. yeah, that's how I found it. And I knew that it was for me because I was learning again and I was actually eager to go. Nobody was dragging me there. I was taking myself there. Mm. The choir was amazing. The community was amazing. Everybody was talking after the service. They were so welcoming. Um And they've been online obviously for the past year as well, but everything is still 10 out of 10. So that's why I like it so much. It's just finally teaching me something after a while of feeling like everything was old news, feeling like I knew everything and what I knew wasn't even that
0: interesting yeah yeah
1: and finally you realize there's a whole nother side to your faith that you've never heard of before mm-hmm. and it's been taught to you correctly that really made me happy so that's why I'm still here you know
0: no no I hear it I I think like your story is is is, is a good one because I think it's so nice because someone recommended a church to you you already knew people there and you went and you plugged in and you felt like it it was like home I think it's a big struggle for a lot of Christians and I know people that have actually like left faith just because they've struggled so much to find a church um um for me it's been hard really, really 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 hard to find a church just because I've just been moving a lot back home I even moved home as well and then um moving back to uni and this back and forth and kind of Feeling like, okay, even if I do find a church that I really like now, I'm actually going back to uni in like two months in Uxbridge. um, And I'm going to go back to Crown and stuff like that. So there hasn't been this great sense of stability for me to be like, okay, now this is my agenda type of thing. But even in, um, because I had a placement year, so I was looking for churches then. uh, I think what is hard is because I'm looking for a church by myself, not with a group of friends, Mm -hmm. making friends at new churches is next to impossible people have no um reason to be your friend number one they don't know if you're gonna stay Mm. you could pick up and leave you have to be like quite socially um you have to be a bit of an extrovert to go up to people and be like hi my name is Joyce and I'm new to the church and you want to hang out you know I mean and it feels a bit forced you know it's like I'm definitely one that allows things to kind of develop naturally. So I think, yeah, that in that regard it's hard to kind of plug in, meet people. You have to really, really go out of your way to do that. Um, but I'm just trying to think, like, in terms of church turn offs, like what will what will what will turn me off from a church? Hmm. Okay, I'll just say, I just say it immediately. A church that talks a lot about money and prosperity as yeah, prosperity a turn-off. Um, a church that talks a lot about, you know, what women should be doing and what they think women should do. and Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. yeah turn off, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, what other turn offs are there? <laughs> um, I also don't like churches that disregard the youth ministry. Like mm. they just see it as an add on a bonus, but not an essential. Mm. I think that's really damaging because at the end of the day, people are always growing and getting older and investing in the younger generation, I think is The agenda that every church should be passionate about. Mm. And when I see churches like almost deliberately neglecting that, definitely a turn off for me.
1: You're
0: not a fan? No, not a fan at all. Um, If there's no concept of like excellency in the worship, I cannot (laughs) attend. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Excellency. I cannot attend. Like, there's nothing as bad. Like, so I have um, my two older cousins. They're both singers and they like know their stuff when it comes to singing. Mm-hmm. And we used to sing a lot growing up. Um, one day, I think we were at singing rehearsal or a Bible study, something like that, at our home church. And there was another, so the building that our church was in um other churches would sometimes have their services there, like when we didn't have any main services going on, I think we'd just let it out to them, something along those lines. Mm. So there was like Brazilian ministries that would come in, Latino ministries. Mm. So sometimes they would have services in the hall downstairs. So the room we were in was near there (laughs) and the lady singing, my goodness, she had no concept of pitch. Oh no. And we were talking about something else and my cousin's face just turned and she was like... (laughs) what is going on it was hilarious so I feel like because I've been around a lot of singers um and I used to sing myself I just I I just yeah I, I just I can't if no you can't sing you oh my goodness so yeah those are a few of my church turn-offs
1: I don't know what are mine let me think I guess choir yeah but because I've experienced the good the good the bad and the ugly of choirs. <laughs> I'd probably be a bit more lenient just because I'm like, yeah, I know everyone can sing. Yeah. Some people just want to worship God, you know, and sometimes they just let them do that, <laughs> even if they're not, um, you know, a Beyonce, the Beyonce of the church. Right. Um, similar to you, one that disrespects women and that puts men on an unnecessary pedestal. I'm not here for that, or one that doesn't allow women to be leaders, or has has rules against like what women can wear, for example. Because I know some churches like they women can't wear jeans, for example. They have oh. to wear skirts. or so Women have to have their head covered. Women can't. I'm wear out jewelry. of
0: there faster than oh. you can say "out of there."
1: Like I can't stand that. Churches that feel entitled to your time. <laughs> you're
0: really calling them out now aren't you there was one church i (laughs) went to they want your whole week 24 hours
1: i tell you in second year right so there was this church me and my friend me and two friends went there and they had just started their youth service so rather than having like the youth section there was like youth would have their service in the same building after the adults had gone so people were like oh it would be nice for us to kind of go there on their first service and see if we like it is
0: this uxbridge the church wasn't the... Do I know the church? You do. You do. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah. So I, like, I, Me, I had my taste of them. I said, ah, um,
1: You did. You really did. Mm. Think about the people from there. Anyways. So we go to this church now. We're like, well, it's not really affiliated directly with the one we've experienced at university. Let's just go there. So we went. The service was nice. And there's actually one thing the pastor said that resonates with me to this day. He was talking about how you shouldn't let your emotions and your feelings control you and prior to that i'd never thought about it i thought because because i i felt like i was in touch with my emotions i thought that it was good to let them control me but i realized that that is not a good idea so yeah. i was blessed by that by that message anyways after the service the um uh what would we call them the people that were serving in the church the ashes etc okay. when i'll go around to people saying hi to everybody and they were like um so what department do you want to serve in <laughs> <laughs> said, what? <laughs> this is the first time we're seeing each other's faces and you're yeah. asking me what department I want to serve in. Do you even know if I enjoyed what I just experienced here? Uh, the said,
0: entitlement.
1: Yeah, and obviously back then I didn't have a back win, so I was like, I, I don't know, I'll give, it, I'll give it a think or whatever. Sis got my number. She now called me during the week oh. to ask, oh, are you coming this Sunday? Have you thought about what department you're going to serve in? Like... Respect my time. I respect the fact that I'm not even loyal to a church because I literally just got here, and that kind of goes on to another pet peeve, which is churches that believe that everybody has to serve,
0: which mm. is where everyone's had
1: a, everyone has a title. Like I understand that serving is important, but I don't think it's mandatory, is it? Like for you have to if you're going to church, you have to be an usher. <laughs> is that? Or am I, yeah, have I, got, I that. Have I got it wrong? So like, even in so many churches I saw growing up, that's why you'd have pastor assistant pastor, regional pastor, deacon- um, deaconess, deacon, uh, minister, too much. usher, <laughs> head of this, head of that. Y- yeah. I'm like the ushers. And by the time it was done, probably about 10% of people in the church were normal churchgoers goers with no responsibilities. Exactly, yeah. I don't like it when churches just force servitude on you. I think that should come from your heart. And I think it's also possible to serve God outside of your church. Doesn't have to yeah, be linked to yeah. that. So when churches preach that incorrectly... I'm just, I'm really, really not here for it. Um, Another pet peeve, churches that just focus on sin, death, and hellfire.
0: Those (laughs) depressive (laughs) churches. It's like,
1: chill. Like, there's a lot of positivity in our faith that you're just failing to acknowledge. Yeah, 100%. Let's talk about the positive. Let's talk about the good things that happened and the positive ways in which we can live rather than if you don't do this, you're going to hell, you know. And also another one, I've got a long list apparently, (laughs) churches that are, like, outrightly... um, ignorant and like homophobic and sexist and just, yeah. just so so against everything that is expressed as wrong in the Bible, but they take it to new levels as if it's so wrong that even God won't love you. Because mm. that's the message that loads of people are getting from the church. And that's why so many people leave the church because yeah. they're told that they're not wanted there. Mm. And the whole point is that everybody is wanted there. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense when you take your time to understand what, of what the Lord says in his word or whatever. So churches that preach that message incorrectly because of their own personal motives.
0: Not here for it. No, and that's on period. That's, on, that's then on that. No, no, I couldn't agree more because oh, it's just exhausting, isn't it? And yeah. you, you telling your story about that particular ministry that will be unnamed. Um, I, I had my, sh- I had my fair. Oh, let them know what you experienced. They gave so. me a, t- a real taste. Oh. So what I happened was. I'm naive, fresh on campus, you know, I'm here thinking this is a great ministry. And you know what? In some regard, they are a great ministry. Um, but I think they were really, really forceful on like you having to serve and it having to be a particular way. I mean, long, long story short, I started going, doing evangelism with them because they said, you know what? You have to evangelize and all these things. Yeah? I have a
1: story about that too, actually. <laughs> so
0: we're going there and, you know, it's all about saving souls. Lovely. So I remember we, we had only spoken to we'd spoken to quite a few people, but I think I I think only two people actually stopped to listen to us. And I remember the, the girl that was part of the ministry was like, um, in Manchester, they've say that they, they have about ten souls and we only have two.
1: Like the collecting stones.
0: I remember that was a red flag number one. <laughs> in it's Manchester a, it's Actually not it. a competition. Because they had different they had different like branches. <laughs> So that was the the campus in Manchester or wherever it was, yeah, Absolutely. somewhere in the Midlands. And I was just thinking, mm, it's really not a competition. But anyway, <laughs> before I knew it, like they would just obviously call nonstop, hound us. Like mm-hmm. I literally had friends that had to send breakup messages to them, like please <laughs> let me go, like. Um, and I remember we would just like, whenever we would see them, we'd just be avoiding them because it, it just turned in. And I'm, do you know what? I'm really grateful I went through that because a year later I became a leader of another Christian society, um, one of a team of leaders, um, in a team of leaders. And because I knew so well what it felt like to be hounded, irritated, and to have overbearing people chasing you all the time. And I knew what it shouldn't be. mm mm-hmm helped me so much because I made sure that we were the complete opposite.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it worked for us and people liked it. They like to feel... Do you know... Th- th- let me tell you something. <laughs> th- we'll probably go into this in more depth because yeah. it's, it's a settle today, guys. Yeah, You
1: know, at um, this point, I think it could be a whole
0: episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should we just make an episode? Yeah. <laughs> Change
0: the plan, guys. <laughs> Change the <scratch. laughs> Change the <of> plan. <laughs> um, because, honestly, I felt as though I understood do you know how you know you're in the wrong place How? Oh. let me tell you
1: okay tell
0: me <laughs> if you're in a ministry a church whatever it is and you f- you need to go to the toilet <laughs> and you feel like you can't go to the toilet get out of there get out <laughs> get out get out because you feel like when you get up and like, where are you going what's no, going on God. what are you doing like i remember there was this ease of trf like you could. No one would ask you where you're going. We've that's you, come. bro. If you've left, we'll see you next week. If we don't see you next week, ah, that's your own. I used to come
1: five minutes towards the end of first year. In some fellowships, they would They'll tell you not to come
0: back. They will tell you you dare not come back. I remember my friend. Well, we weren't friends at the time, but we later became friends. Um, he literally came to that ministry one day. Must have been halfway through. Um, and someone was at the front, like essentially preaching. So he went, he left, like him and his boy, they started getting their stuff and left. The, the guy stopped his, what he was saying. Yeah. And he said, bro, where you going? <laughs> and the guy was like, yo, 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 yo. Like, I need to leave. Bro, you, you need to stay. God is trying to speak to you. Oh my and God. he was like, no, like I actually need to go. Like I've got football practice. What's football? like this like first of all you're embarrassing him yeah he needs to leave just let him leave little stuff like that were red flags for me yeah um, it all culminated in one faithful day mm,
1: tell them
0: so me and my friend decided to take a break because we were like oh these guys are a bit much they wanted us to be like in capacity of almost leadership like going to buy snacks for the um, fellowship and all this stuff that we just felt like yeah and this was like first time of first year wasn't it this was we had gone gone to Bruno in September this was October <laughs> One month. The level of familiarity was just through the roof. Anyway, we, we we return after a while and we are at a games night. Had the most fun at this games night, by the way. Um, and anyway, long story short, the games night ran over one hour. These times we have a club that we're going to, we got an event. We need to get ready. We got a party. It's 10 o'clock. So we just, we were like, you know what? We just need to leave. They're putting the tables back. We just need to bounce I think they were going to pray afterwards, but we we're like, we don't know how long the prayer is going to be. Let's just go. So we leave. We're leaving, walking down as fast as we possibly can. And one of the leaders comes out and she's like, and then we started um, running. And she literally said, "Where are you going? Like, I'm I'm not a monster. Like, where are you going?" I remember her saying those words and we, and shouting. And you know, it's so weird because this girl was really in second year, but me, I, 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 she was in second year. She was in second year. Oh, I didn't even know that. We were in first year, but for some reason we felt like there was such a big age gap when it was really like Mm. a few months. She was like, Oh, you haven't even said hi to the main, said bye to the main leader. The main leader comes out with like a lot of passive aggression and he's like, where are you going? You, you didn't even pray this, this, that they make us come back in the room. It's all embarrassing. And then they do the prayer and we leave. That was the last time they ever saw us. Mm. Um, and, I just learned a lot from the experience of yeah, like would, what what fellowship should not feel like mm-hmm. and for some people they would be like oh maybe God wants me to stay maybe it was wrong for, for what we you know what we did was wrong and all of that um, I remember even speaking to my mum about it and my mum was just like, yeah, like this is just, it's it's a bit much. Like yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have to feel, at the end of the day, you're using your free time to go there. Um, I remember we told them like, we just need to leave and they're like, why are you putting things before God and all of that? People just use
1: God, quote unquote, to fuel their own agendas and it's so manipulative, especially to young Christians that are trying to actually access the true God. Yeah. You're making 100%. him so distorted and... Stuff like that really drives them further away from him in the first place.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, it was, yeah. I remember telling the tale, mm. and just yeah, we just kind of kept away from that ministry, and, and it was sad because they had the uh, they had the capacity to be amazing, and the later on people did come and take them in it over, and they were really good, but in general, like they felt like you should only go to stuff from their ministry.
1: See. This is, this is going to now turn into a conversation. If
0: I start to talk.
1: <laughs> this could now easily turn into a conversation about university Christian fellowships. Have we spoken about this before? No. Pod. And how
0: have we not spoken about this? I guess Because just... we were waiting for certain individuals to come <laughs> on and they, they, they scared.
1: Yeah. So maybe
0: we won't go into too much detail. But I don't know. The no, go, to the, go into
1: the details, girl. It's just like, it's similar to what we said in the first episode, right? it's like you want to enjoy and then come back to Christ, right? 100%. (laughs) Some people want to do that. But some people, before they get to university, they're so scared that they're going to enjoy and never stop enjoying and go to hell, right? So they come to university so vulnerable, just trying to see if they can find a church that will accept them and that will teach them. But so many of these university fellowships just prey on that vulnerability and that curiosity. Yeah. And they make it seem like if you want to be a Christian at uni, you have to do this because the dogs are out there. Hmm. You're gonna get drunk or you're gonna fall off a cliff, you're gonna die
0: because <laughs> you were drunk. You're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna have
1: sex and get pregnant, you're gonna have no life. Yeah. That's the way they make it sound. So I felt like it's, there's kind of two people, like I said in that episode, it's like there's the people that end up just. <laughs> just honestly falling headfirst into into Christian uni um, uni fellowships and just dedicating right. the whole life to that. And there are some people who are the kind of opposite of that. Who are maybe still Christians, but they don't go to fellowships often. They don't really go to church often because they can see what that fellowship will do to them if they started to come consistently it's not because they don't believe in god it's because you guys are weird and manipulative
0: yeah and and you feel this strong sense of entitlement exactly exactly
1: and you don't want you don't want to feel subject to that we're so quick to judge those university students who don't go to fellowships every single week but sometimes they're seeing things that you don't see because you're so immersed in your fellowship yeah so many weird things i experienced like one time me and my friend we used to have lectures on monday from like i think it was was it two to four or maybe even like one to four, like a good three hours or something. And then one of the girls from this same fellowship we're talking about, she would keep texting us every Monday, Oh, can you do fellowship at, at three or something? And we would oh, can you do evangelism at three? Mm-hmm. And we were like, we can't. We literally have a lecture. What's what we came to the right. first yeah. <laughs> yes. and then one week she just messaged us again and she was like, Oh, okay, it's fine. I'll wait for you. Um, you know, or I'll do some and then I'll come, I'll come back and I'll do it with you. So now she meets us like outside the, I think it was like the tennis tables or whatever. And she was like, she made us, first of all, go on their story and be like, oh, hi guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are coerced onto the story. It happened to me. I, had to go me the- I can't judge anybody. We had to go on their story and be like, yes. oh,
1: hi, we're just evangelizing. <laughs> this wasn't even, this is probably like, Maybe November latest. I was wearing a T-shirt, so it couldn't have even been November, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So now she, what was happening, like, the three of us kind of following her around just to see how she was doing it. Have I told you this before? I might have. No. She was now going up to people to evangelize and be like, oh, hi, uh, do you believe in God? And then the other three of us would just be standing behind her, like three little kids. Yeah. looking at yeah. the conversation. And she'd basically do like a, what's the word? like a quick fire um, summary of what it means to give your life to Christ and Mm -hmm. ask people on the spot, so do you want to give your life to Christ? (laughs) Right, right, wow. And then some would basically say no, but if someone said yes, she'd do like a prayer of salvation and then we'd just keep it stepping. Okay. That's how they're able to count 10 souls in Manchester because they're doing quick fire salvation sessions with people. Mm -hmm. As in someone's walking on the strip, minding their business, going back to their room and suddenly they've given their life to Christ because you've summarized the gospel in five (laughs) seconds. Do they even know what they've just done? Right. They don't even know. Mm. And I just felt guilty by association because even though at that point.
0: No, was... you reminded me of Jay husband Yeah, guilty. <laughs> yeah, guilty by association.
1: That's how I felt. I was standing there thinking, first of all, they're going to think that I agree with this because I'm standing behind her. Yeah. But I knew deep down that something wasn't right about this. I feel like, I'm not saying salvation should be slow, but I don't think. The gospel, it's a simple message, yes, but I don't think it's the kind of thing that you can just suddenly understand and give your life to Christ because five minutes ago someone told you that you should.
0: Yeah, microwave Christianity. Microwave Christianity.
1: Yeah. Mm. And we were just approaching people, and I was like, I really I'm not enjoying myself right now. Right, and I just yeah. felt like people were gonna now associate me with this girl who this is the first time that I've even evangelized on on the campus with her. Yeah. And I'm just kind of standing around as she's delivering people, and I just I was just so uncomfortable and coercing people into things like that not letting them get out literally boxing them <laughs> in you have to evangelize now you just ah, have to it's a matter of life yes, like, yes it's crazy and that's why people think that christianity is like a glorified cult because mm. the way we behave can be so weird and so forceful and the people in the bubble are so uh it's like the echo chamber we spoke about this it's just the no. echo chamber that is affirming each other's strange behavior that we don't realize how bad it looks from the outside and fair enough, we should be fearless with our faith because we're told to do certain things and spread the word, but you're not considering like other people's mental health, other people's privacy, you know, the conditions of other people. So I feel like uni fellowships, they really, they don't consider that. And it's worrying how people change when they get so immersed in their fellowships.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, P- and you know it's sad because you would think that uni fellowships nine times out of ten they're led by uni students. Yeah, you'd think there would be a bit more understanding just because you're literally in the age range of the people that you are ministering to yeah, or yeah. that you're fellowshipping with. Um, and university is a time to grow, change, and develop. Yeah. I think as leaders, like even speaking to people that prospectively could be going to uni soon and might find themselves in positions of leadership, or people that currently are. Let's be okay with meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, oh, just leave people in their sin. No, I'm sorry. I'm not talking to those people today. <laughs> sorry, I'm not. you go sit down. <laughs> you, you guys can sit down by yourselves. <laughs> sit with yourself. Yeah. I, hear me out when I say that... You're, you're, you're going to be dealing with people that are going to be going to parties, doing the most and coming to your your fellowship exactly. on the Tuesday, on the Thursday. That is just inevitable. Mm. And you've got to be okay with that. Like we can't, um, I would rather you go clubbing and go to parties and do your madness, do whatever you do in your private time and still come to fellowship. Because even if it just means that it can just be one one week that something, you know, Um, touches you you're able to have one conversation you're able to develop in one way you know there's a scripture that um comes to mind it's a it's like a parable i'll try find it and put it in the bio when we put it on spotify it's basically um uh where where christ is basically talking about how when flowers are when someone's plants flowers and they grow sometimes they grow with weeds yeah and You know, you don't pluck out the weeds because you run the risk of plucking out the flower with it. You let the weeds and the flowers grow together. Mm -hmm. And when they're fully grown, you will separate the weeds into the fire and you'll have the beautiful flowers. We need to be okay with letting people grow with their weeds. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Okay, they go to the club, they do a madness, but it's still a flower. Yeah. There's still value there yeah. attached. You know, I mean, I'm doing my good preaching now. Yeah. Oh, oh, thinking, oh you. You're really to oh. come somewhere. <laughs> the flower. Hallelujah. Come on. It's <laughs> still there. So we need to look yeah, at that. Is. You know, th- th- there's other things that people will do that might be sinful and might be outside of Christ. But that will be, when at the appointed time, it will be separated and it will be thrown into the fire. Yeah. God is going to develop us and prune us. But I think that especially at university, it's okay, like we need to have, develop an understanding of people rather than being like, you need to be holy and 100% right now.
1: Yeah. And they preach it from such a place of judgment as well. Yeah. Like so judgmental and they make a mockery of it too. And that's what I don't like as well, the mockery, because you're in that university vibe and everybody likes to have a good laugh. So you'll be in the church atmosphere and they'll just be laughing laughing at the situations that people in the congregation are going through. Mm. It's like, oh, you're here on Sunday, but well, you're not at the club yesterday. Everyone's uh, like, ah, pr- ha, ha, ha. and I'm like, somebody could really be struggling with that. Really <laughs> that. And even if they're not, stop laughing at them and live their best life. <laughs> like, uh,
0: you're, like, you're using it for your testimony. Yeah. I used to like boys, boys, <laughs> boys. <laughs> I used to be reckless every night. I was in the club, I didn't know what I didn't know what leave the, the club, going. leave the
1: club. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Hey. They will demonize the club. I watched um <laughs> I watched an Instagram live one day of this lady. Her her page is called um Preacher's Daughter, something like that. I really liked her. Um she has a podcast as well. I think it's the same name. Anyway, she was talking about how people will say how can you go to the club do you know the amount of demons and (laughs) demonic presences and 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 all these evil forces that are at work in the club the atmosphere all this and you know how people say that a lot which I understand there is some truth to that but she said who told you that there weren't demons at your workplace who told you there weren't demons on the boss? In your own church. Oh, in, in your works. own church. They're everywhere. There's evil forces everywhere. Honestly, demons like... Demons
1: have a certain postcode. It's not like,
0: oh, we ain't gonna go here. <laughs> Do you... I mean, so... I think sometimes people's reasoning behind things, you know, yeah. is, is interesting. Interesting.
1: I don't know. I just... <laughs> it makes me think about how, how quick we are to just, like, point the finger. When everybody still has... I called skeletons in their closet, mm-hmm. including the people that are preaching at your fellowship. Yeah, I've literally heard stories about people that were in a position—I don't say say position of power, but like a position of leadership—in like a Christian fellowship, and it was soon exposed that they were doing the madness behind the scenes. Yeah, mad—the m- maddest things you can imagine—and they're out here preaching and like condemning a university student that's trying to just figure out their way in their faith. Yeah. I just think you have to be so aware of, like, like Jesus said, the log in your eye. Mm. When you when you point out the speck in somebody else's eye, um, I don't know. I just hate. I hate it. I hate the shame. And a lot of the time, it doesn't always go down to women, but like in the vein of women, I just, oh, there's always so much shame towards them as well. There was one church I went to. This is a different church now. It was linked to. It was a church that had that has uni branches. And it must have been, I think, maybe the first or second week of university in first year. Mm. And their the church was actually in London. They had like a London branch. So what they did, they managed to get our numbers, I think from like a games that like they had in Freshers' Week. And they literally drove us there, I think, to Victoria, Okay. Yeah, they got like people from the church to pick us up, like a group of us from the uni.
0: Mm, you're encroaching on revealing their identity now, aren't <laughs> you? <Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: laughs> Anyways, so they, they drove us to the, to the church. Yeah. Um, that was, <laughs> if I describe the service, people are going to know what church I'm talking about.
0: Wait, 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 you'll cut this out. What church are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that one is too much. I don't even care. Why should I be silent? I will not be silent. I should be at a service. No, sorry, guys. I just wasn't. I know some people are like used to long services, like I am not. Choice. one one to six. That service. Let me tell you something. It was a school day. This thing is X Factor. <laughs> no, I, I, If the identity is revealed, it's revealed. I don't give a heck. <laughs> I don't give a heck. <laughs> sue me if you want to sue me. Uh, you X factor. <laughs> The dancing pa pa pa, pa 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 they're singing Ooh, ah. <laughs> If I tell you that the segments they had
1: in that church service, they had like two dances. <laughs> 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 they had they had a short film oh, that, uh, uh, that they projected. Half the church was the choir. <laughs> they were all wearing white. it was white. It's too much. The pastor was so excitable. At some point, his shoe went <laughs> his shoe went flying across the stage. I said, "Why is your shoe in the air?" <laughs> Everyone was like, "What?" It was so. I don't want to use the word rowdy. I basically just did, but like it was... a lot was going on. Essentially, there was so much going on, and I guess I don't really have this opinion anymore. But I thought it was weird when I saw the um, that they put the. Uh, what's it called the account details of the church on the screen so that you can transfer the money <laughs> I get why people do it now especially yeah. with online churches back then I was thinking if there's no cash there's no cash like it's not my force <laughs> to transfer money but I guess yeah. I get a bit more now yeah then afterwards, because this was their first service since the academic year started for university, they knew that there were loads of like freshers in the audience. Okay. or sorry, in the congregation. So what they did was like, if you're like, if this is your first time here, which then it was for most of us, if not for half the choir, which was the congregation. <laughs> yeah. They now herded us to this front corner of the church after mm-hmm. the service and had us all sit down there. And they gave us Krispy Kreme donuts. I do love some donuts. <laughs> so that, that appeased me.
0: Yes.
1: And they were like collecting our details and trying to get us to talk to each other. And I was just I remember thinking, I really want to go home. It yeah. was like 2 p.m. at that point And we'd gotten there hours earlier. And then they now drove us back to university. Mm. I said, I never want to go through that again. It was too much. It felt like a show
0: yeah <clears throat> that, that that's the vibe I got as
1: well when I was eight. yeah and that message I remember it was basically see churches like that what they'll do is they'll especially for uni students as well or for uni students that are girls
0: mm-hmm.
1: they will shame the girls for crying over a boy they'll shame wow. the girls for like being heartbroken yeah they'll literally be like oh um you know you sh- to be you're crying over him, but instead of crying for what God's done for you or something like that, you know, just basically shaming them, yeah and t- laughing at their broken relationships. Mm-hmm. but at the same time churches like that are so adamant on you getting married and they really speak about marriage and stuff like that and it's the same congregation there's not even just girls and the audience there's girls and there's boys so boys are hearing this pastor talk down on the women and their experiences which helps the boys to look down on them more and probably at some point treat them worse because they assume the girls don't know any better for themselves yeah. so in church you're teaching people how to navigate terrible relationships and they come back to church crying because of it and you shame them again it's an ongoing <laughs> it's an ongoing I cycle know, yeah yeah. And then you'll not have singles events with all of these broken people trying to, you know, what's it called? Get married because, you know, it's time for a serious relationship. You exactly. Know, they're logging for one. Yeah. Because as far as they're concerned, marriage is mandatory, which isn't even mandatory in the first place anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like doing things so terribly at an age where people should be really growing and finding out more about God's love, mm. especially if they had no choice in their church when they were younger. And you're just 100%. messing
0: it all up. Messing it's everything. Ruining it. You're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining it. You're ruining it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's it's crazy, but I guess such churches work for some people at the end of the day because yeah. I think what those churches do well is they provide a sense of community that you just can't leave, can you? <laughs> <laughs> do you I mean, have choice. Um, <laughs> is it willing? <laughs> is it willing? Do you willingly do this? <laughs> You know, um, and for some people, people, some people need that. Some people need that hounding and that calling. And for some reason it works for some people. But I think for yeah. the overwhelming majority, it can be a bit much. Yeah. Um, some people do grow in those ministries. Um, and I I will never say that Oh, everything they do is completely wrong, you know. But yeah, there is like some things that are just like, oh, my goodness. Like I remember I, I attended their service one time. I kid you not. Um, this lady, what she would do is she would get wildly songs and convert them into Christian ones. They did um, that. They did that oh. at the
1: service too. I just remembered.
0: Adephila, she sang, song. <laughs> she sang nine songs. She sang nine songs. I think it was the same woman. It has to have been. It, it has, has to have wasn't been. It was an auntie, was not it? She? Yes. Yeah, yes. Auntie. <laughs> I said, when will this end? The songs were five minutes each and as soon as she would come off of one, ah, <laughs> then she would come with another one. Oh and you're like Lord, Lord, Lord. Mm? Where did they get her from? I don't know. I
1: never forget she remixed Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I was like and she sang for like five minutes. It was too much. And it, the song it was so remixed that like you must think that she was making it up on the spot as well.
0: Everyone like, is sitting just looking at you. <laughs> And you won't stop. Uh, that she I even understand. had the audacity, you know she had the audacity to do? After about seven, enduring seven <laughs> songs, I think she went up to the pastor or whoever was supposed to like get the program moving on and she said, can I just sing one more song that's just on my heart? <laughs> I said, you better take it off So <laughs> We off. had to endure two more songs. <laughs> oh. Hey, by the time I left, I said, wow.
1: No, church can really finish
0: you, you know it can really finish you. And you know what? I'm not used to services that, like I'm not used (laughs) to church taking up. I know people say church takes up their whole day, but it's more enjoyable when it willingly takes up your whole day. Like let's say my church starts at 11. um, I'm out of there by one, but now I go for lunch with like my friends from church. I'm willingly allowing it to take up my whole day. Not seven hour (laughs) services. Literally, you get to the service. They've been preaching for one hour. I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. I'm just getting
1: started. I look at the clock like, it's been an hour there.
0: That was just introduction.
1: (laughs) This is the real deal now.
0: Those that want to go deeper. (laughs) Church, can I hear you say, I'm ready to go deeper. I'm ready to go deeper. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and say, are you going deeper? Oh, they dragged those parts out for
1: ages. Like, oh my gosh, let me go.
0: And I hate that turn to your neighbor. It's so awkward. I don't know this guy. (laughs)
1: Turn to
0: your neighbour and say
1: neighbour. You know what, your neighbours on both sides turn either way. You don't know, you're you're out here turning to both people. (laughs) Like a lost sheep. (laughs) We've only got a few minutes left. I also wanted to quickly talk about outside of uni youth experiences of church events.
0: Yeah.
1: There's one story I want you to tell because when I listened to it back last time, I was like, people have to know about this, this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there's one that I want to tell which is a bit more serious. Right. <laughs> okay. So I'll quickly say is so it this is another it's not even like lighthearted, like it's actually really sad, but it does also go back to shaming women in the church mm. from a place of like right what you perceive as righteous anger, which is just uh, maliciousness as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So there's this choir that I was in when I was, I think maybe year eleven and six, six form, like year eleven and year twelve that I used to go to, and they'd have these auditions, and it was for this like big church event that happened like twice a year, and they'd have these auditions for the youth choir, and you literally have to go up and like sing in front of everyone that's auditioning and the main lady and like some of her cronies that will. That oh, will lead okay, it. audition <laughs> out here. It was it was it was intense. <clears throat> so anyway, like I don't know, midway through the auditions, this girl wants to walk up to the stage, and I recognised her from a youth camp that I'd gone to a couple years back. And I don't, I hate to say it like this, but basically everyone just thought she was a hoe, basically, at the youth oh. camp. Because you know how you Aww. go to youth camps to you lose your V-card, basically? <laughs> you don't go there for Christ, you go there for a man. <laughs> so <laughs> she had a reputation. Um, that's what people said anyways. Mm. So she was about to go up to the stage and I recognized, I was, oh yeah, that's that girl, whatever. And before she went up to the stage, the lady that was doing the auditions was like, oh, can you come? So everybody was like quiet because they were watching her go up. And I was like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. She goes up to her and she didn't say in the mic, but you could hear her go, oh, is this you? And she showed her something on her phone. I oh. don't know if it was a picture or a video, but the lady was, the girl was like, yeah, that's me. You could see the shame on her face. I don't know what in she In front of her. everyone? In front of everyone. It was dead oh, silent. And she was like, this kind of thing is not tolerated in this choir. If you're ah. going to be here. You can't be doing things like that, whatever, whatever. And then she was like, okay, um, you can audition now. So the girl and I went up to the stage to sing. She didn't come back after that, obviously. I don't even know if she stayed for the rest of the day. But I was thinking things like that are so allowed because the lady is trying to educate her, trying to help her to see her worth as a woman. (sighs) But you destroyed her. She was like 16 years old. Whatever she's been doing behind closed doors, if it concerns you, tell her to the side. You know what I mean? The fact that even I knew she had a quote-unquote reputation was bad enough because she didn't even know that I was even there knowing her business. And now they've come to shame in front of the whole church. Stuff like that as well, I don't like it because... It's like just shaming women once again,
0: and we see this a lot, like, like with older women just being really horrible to younger so, women, so not horrible. extending any grace. Yeah, and it's like there's something in you that's broken mm. for you to see a younger woman and feel like she should know better. I'm gonna school her. Happen like from that place of like anger. Yeah, it's it's just really really sad. Yeah, it's sad. Really sad, but yeah, so with the story I was going to tell, um I, it was like a, one of the church conventions I went to. I was about 15 years old. I, I went there with the youth group from my church and... um <laughs> So it was like a ministry moment, yeah, and this lady actually had said some, um, like, low-key misogynistic things already, so I was already side-eyeing her, can you imagine, at 15 I was already woke, I knew, I knew the deal, you know, she was a really confident lady, but she would make, like, backhanded remarks, like, kind of belittling her confidence, so... She would be like, oh, don't just see my confidence and get fooled. I am a submissive woman. You know, I hoovered the house before coming to service today.
1: And people liked that.
0: And I just thought you're telling a bunch of teenagers that they should equate submission to hoovering the house. Right.
1: Let's marinate that for a bit. That doesn't make any damn sense.
0: It doesn't. And even at 15, I just thought, Hmm. well, well, let's talk about why you felt the need to say that. (laughs) Because actually, you weren't preaching on submission. Actually, submission had actually nothing to do with what you were talking about mm. but you really felt the need to say that very weird yeah anyway um she goes on in the service and then she goes so there's there's worship going on um and she's got the mic on mm-hmm. and she was literally like putting her hand over her eyes yeah what do you call this like searching like (laughs) Like searching yeah (laughs) and she was like i'm using my spiritual eyes to go through the room and then so before she did that yeah for context she basically said that like loads of girls in this room are struggling with sexual sin or something like that Mm -hmm. along the lines of sexual sin yeah so she was like going and pulling girls from their seats. Oh my gosh. I, I, I thought to myself, oh my, my God. gosh. Like she was just going and pulling girls from her seats with her spiritual eyes on and Can all you of imagine? that. Imagine. And then she had the audacity to say in the mic, Don't think that any of the girls I'm putting, don't judge any of the girls <laughs> I'm putting up. Don't think that they're, you know, ungodly. But God is searching and He's pulling them out <laughs> from their sin. I'm sorry. These four girls were taken to the front. You can't write this stuff. Who knows? It happens. <laughs> we can't write it. We can't make it up. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they were experiencing that or not. Yeah. But I just think that there has to be a better way. Yeah. Fine, God's told you that these people are struggling in these areas. You do not have to out it to the whole entire church and put your spiritual eyes on, <laughs> with, with searching around, peering around. I remember looking at her thinking, those eyes better, <laughs> better turn off when it comes to me. Because oh. I... I was a baby girl. Yeah. So yeah, we see that a lot.
1: It's so careless. Like we need to really stop putting ourselves in the place of God or putting ourselves in between people and God. Mm. You know, really, that's why people leave charges, like you said earlier because the God that they're seeing is you and you are an imperfect human being. Therefore,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: don't see a perfect God. They see
0: you. And we need to hold these people accountable, especially <laughs> as we're getting older, Adeola. Yeah. If you like go to a ministry like that and you see that, I, I, I think let's stop keeping quiet about these things. Yeah. Like we need to hold people accountable. Like I know people say, "Oh, you don't have the the authority to speak to a man or woman of God," but I think there's no harm in expressing to someone why what they're doing, maybe with good intentions, could be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, and could make another person feel the complete contrary to how they want them to be, yeah. to, to feel. Um, so holding people to account is key. But I just remember a funny memory. In that same service, yeah, the worship actually banged. It was really nice and it was really loud. And there was this guy who had headphones on, like big headphones on that I'm wearing now, yeah. yeah. And he, what he would do is listen to his own music, which... <laughs> And he was just bopping to his chair I think listening <laughs> to rap and every now and then he would take one headphone off and be like how great <laughs> thou art and then put it back on and just bop bada bop, nah, nah. and I just thought people, people, are, me people laugh. are weird <laughs> oh my goodness I couldn't stop laughing I listen to
1: my own praise and worship <laughs>
0: oh my goodness but guys it's about that time we've come to the end of the episode we hope you have enjoyed our Minnesota 10 full episode (laughs) Um, and we really hope that you can relate man it's been your girl Joyce and it's been me Adephila see ya bye